I said a little while ago that the person who really accepts transience begins to feel weightless. When Suzuki was asked, what is it like to have experienced Satori, enlightenment, he said, it's just like ordinary everyday experience, but about two inches off the ground. Zhuangzi, the Taoist, said, it is easy enough to stand still. The difficulty is to walk without touching the ground. Why do you feel so heavy? It isn't just a matter of gravitation and weight. It is that you feel that you are carrying your body around. So there is a koan in Zen Buddhism. Who is it that carries this corpse around? And so when you feel it, we, common speech expresses this all the time. Life is a drag. <laughs> I feel I'm just dragging myself around. My body is a burden to me. To whom? To whom? That's the question. You see? She's going to be coming back with uh, delicious pretzels from Auntie Anne's. Auntie, Auntie, Auntie Annie's? Auntie Auntie's or Auntie Annie's? I don't know. There's pretzels. Listen, it's the important part. Oh, you're aware of this. St. Tignon is the zone of no judging. No judging for eating a full cheesecake. Uh, well, it's not so much about judgment as about tummy aches. <laughs> Later, your stomach judged you. Yes, and my your, stomach, your stomach judged me and found my judgment wanting. <laughs> okay. My name is Mike Richardson. Oh, you have a wonderful radio voice, I have Mr. a Richardson. face for radio. <laughs> you gotta ask for help when you need it, because people will help you. But they won't help you if they don't know you need help. Yes. And other people are good at stuff, too. We had 200 button machines. We, we need someone still... to monitor every button machine to make sure nobody matches their fingers. If we had 200 button machines and 200 buttons, then and 200 people to run the button makers, we would still need more buttons. It's true, Mr. Eric. It's yeah. true. You've got it. Uh, hey, Jill. Yes, where, Eric. Where are we at right now? We are at the Waldorf West Library in beautiful Charles County, Maryland yep. at C4, Charles County Comic Con. Yeah, uh, guys, you're listening to Same Team, y'all. This is a podcast about two librarian best friends. We talk about stuff that we love, tales from the library, and we always talk about lessons that we've learned along the way. My name's Eric. And my name is not Tess. <laughs> my name is Jill, and I am also a librarian who loves stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm not Tess. Yeah, uh, Jill is our, uh, what did we come up with, guest test? Yes, I'm the guest test today. The guest test, we also accept uh, test-tute, as in a guest yes. test substitute. Yes. Um, and uh, Tess wasn't able to make it, but Miss Jill's been filling in for us. And um, this has been a really fun time. Have you had a chance to explore the event at all, Jill? Uh, just a little bit. They're doing uh, trivia. They're making buttons. Mm -hmm. They're painting kindness rocks yeah. with positive I didn't, messages. I didn't see the kindness They're rocks. right here next to us, Mr. Eric. <laughs> and we're like sharing a table with the awesome Mr. Sean of Third Eye Comics, friend of the cast. 
Why, hello, everybody. Oh, well, I don't know if his sexiness comes through on the audio, but uh, it's it's here. It's radiating there's, there's right now. There's some artists and authors, like, right across from us in this little breezeway. Yeah. There's a TARDIS over there that I suspect is bigger on the inside. Yeah. And people are starting to show up to get ready for the cosplay contest. So we're seeing, like, ever more awesome costumes going by the booth here. It's been a pretty incredible event so far. And I just found out I'm going to be a judge at the cosplay contest. So. Yeah, so... Uh, guys, he accepts bribery in the form of chocolate <laughs> and cheese pretzels. Uh, yes, and uh, please slide them under the table when you come up with your costume, and I will uh, accept them and perhaps uh, give you some favorable scores. Um, but yeah, they also have like a green screen photo. Oh, cool! Thing, no, I haven't been over there yet. Which yeah, it's pretty amazing. Now people take their pictures, and then you could be in front of different things, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, we. So, so first of all, new listeners, if anyone's listening who met us at C4, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Legacy listeners, thanks for coming back. But we run our, our own Comic-Con called LexiCon. This year it's going to be at uh, September 15th at the Lexington Park Library. And I'm thinking about Jill uh, talking to you about getting these green screen people. Uh, yeah, I could be down with that. They cost money. So luckily, so guys, inside podcasting, Miss Jill is like our budget person. So, yes, for all the programs and activities so at when, Mary's Library. When there are things that I need or desire, I tell Jill, I has, I can has, and Jill either says yes or she says no monies like that. I try to say yes as much as possible. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, I like to talk to you about them later because uh, uh, right. Miss Sarah, who is helping run uh, today's event at, at C4, uh, really sold them to me and told me they sound really good. So. All right. Well, that could be an awesome activity for Lexicon. We'll yeah. have to look into it some more. Yeah. And by the way, Jill, if I don't get a chance to tell you, thanks for being our guest test today. I appreciate it. Well, here's something you may or may not know about me, but I am a dedicated long-time listener of Same Team Y'all and of your library podcast before that. And I've been secretly hoping to be a guest for a long time now. So today is my dream come true. Yeah, is it? Did you envision this in your dreams exactly like this? Kind of like this. Yeah. I, was, I didn't know if I would maybe one day get to do a live cast with you or one day be at that famous kitchen table sipping some capital <laughs> Well, I should mention I'm a little... I don't, well, bummed is a strong word. This is the first episode of Same Team Meal I think I've ever done where I don't have hot tea in front of me. Yeah, I really wanted to bring us some hot tea, yeah. but I just moved and I haven't unpacked everything yet and I can't find my thermos. Did you have any this morning? Like at I your did, house? I okay. did. I had some uh, Bigelow orange spice tea Ooh. with a little bit of honey. Okay, so this morning I did have some Capital Teas. I ca- Capital Teas um, chai masala. So, okay, so, so we, we have had some tea, we are just not having it. Simultaneous so with the cast. When we're recording, we need to just pretend we have that tea in front of us. Okay, my, my pinky is out. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Jill. Sipping tea. Do you want to talk about some stuff we love? Why, yes. I have stuff that I love. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't practiced a song. That's okay. okay. That's okay. Here, wait, wait. Okay. You say, this is the stuff we love, right? This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love. So much. That's all I remember. Yeah. Perfect, Jill. Perfect. Here, wait. These are for you. I got snaps on the podcast. Got, I'm so excited. These are, these are official snaps. Now, Miss uh, Jill, um, 
what's the first stuffs that you're loving? As our guest, you always get to do the first stuff you love. Oh, excellent. Well, I have three stuffs that I love. Is that too many? Whew. Well, I, can, I could cut one if three, I had to. Three is not too many. Hey, buddy. Three okay, is not okay. too many, Jill. So the first stuff that I'm loving okay. is a YouTube video series. Okay. It's called 18th Century Cooking with James Townsend and Sons. I've heard of YouTube. Yes. I've okay. never heard of this, though. Okay, so uh, Eric knows, but the listeners probably do not, that I love to cook. Mm-hmm. And I also really like history and food history. And so I learned about this short YouTube series. Each episode is usually like eight or ten minutes long. And uh, James Townsend and Son is a company. They have a mail order catalog and a website where they sell like reproduction historic goods like clothes and kitchenware and anything that you might need if you're like a historical reenactor. Is it for is it for reenacting? Like could you yeah. just buy like colonial socks and wear them around the house? You could if you wanted, okay. yeah. But okay. uh, they're mostly, they sell to historical reenactors and museums and uh, you know, stuff like that. And in fact, long, long, long ago, when I was a college intern at a history museum, uh-huh. uh, I, I'm so old that when I was a college intern, internet shopping wasn't a thing. Uh-huh. So I used to use uh-huh. their paper catalog to order things for our museum discovery room for people to play with that were like replica historic artifacts. Now, but anyway. Jill, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, we got to take a break here. Jill, I don't know a ton of the Jill history. Yeah. Is, are we talking about Jay, uh, Jefferson Patterson Park? Yes, Jefferson Patterson Park and Museum. What up, Jetpack? Yeah, so they're awesome. I used to work for, well, just one summer. I was their education department intern, and I, like, made new stuff for their discovery room. Very cool. But anyway, so... They have this business, it's their family business, mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago they started putting out these YouTube videos where they were dressed in their historic garb using historic cooking implements and demonstrating cooking from like colonial era recipes. Is it a family? It's a family. Oh, that's adorable. So uh, the main host is John Townsend, who is the son okay. of James Townsend and Sons, um, and I love it because, first of all, it's, like, totally in my niche. You know, it's historic cooking, and I'm into that. I love, like, campfire cooking and open hearth cooking and all of that. But even if you didn't care about, like, food history and cooking, yeah, it's so fun to watch because John Townsend just is so into it. Oh, my god. He goodness. is having so much fun, and, like, the guys behind the camera are having so much fun, and they'll, like, call out stuff to him. Or jump in. I'm going to have to check this out. I don't watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, but this sounds great. It's just so wholesomely delightful. And everything he makes, he always says, "Mm, this is fabulous. You've got to try this. And he's just so happy. And it makes me happy to watch these little eight-minute episodes. So that's the first stuff that I'm loving. Is it? Wait, you got to do officially the whatever the, what's the name of the thing? Yeah. 18th Century Cooking with yeah. James Townsend and Sons there it is. on YouTube is a stuff that I'm loving. Perfect, Jill. Perfect. That way, if anyone listening likes it, like likes the stuff that you're loving, they can go find it. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll give you the link so that you can tweet it out when this cast goes up. Okay, very cool. Uh, my first stuff that I'm, I'm actually really excited about checking that out. Yeah, I don't it's watch, really fun. I, I, I feel I haven't worked watching YouTube videos in like my... Like regular, because I knew I could just watch them on my TV. Like my right. Blu-ray player will do it, but I'm so used to watching YouTube videos on my computer, and that's not comfortable. So like I don't, 
I haven't worked it into like yeah, I my have thing. A, I have a Roku attached to okay. my TV that I can watch YouTube through. But I watch it on my phone, like when I just have some downtime, because they're only like in the song. I have to check it out. That sounds great. Uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed, I was a history major when I was at St. Mary's College. I remember this so now that you mentioned it. I have uh, an interest of history. Speaking of interest in history, my first stuff that I'm having, or I should say interest, don't look at my notes. Oh, what I'm sorry. Are you doing? I forgot we weren't allowed do, to look at each other's do. notes. Listeners. I'm new to this area. I'm sorry. You're not allowed to look at my notes. Okay, well, you're not allowed to look at my notes either. Okay, so I won't look at your notes. The, uh, or I should say, pseudo history. The first stuff that I'm loving, have you ever heard of this author called Dan Brown? I have. I yeah, have. Yeah. I may have read one or two books I, by him. A long time ago. Like maybe like. Maybe like when the Da Vinci Code first came out and there was like Da Vinci fever everywhere. Right. I read that book and I read the other, at the time, the only other Robert Langdon book, which is like the name of the character in the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. book, which is Angels and Demons. And then I read the next one after that. It's called Lost Symbol. And then I got busy with life. Anyway, I'm going back and I'm rereading them. I just read Angels and Demons again. I read, read Da Vinci Code. I'm in the middle of reading Lost Symbol. And um, since then, there's also been a book called Inferno, which I believe has been turned into a movie, and one that just came out, maybe just this past month, called Origin. Okay. And anyway, I've been reading them, and I'm very much enjoying them. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Have you read any of them before, Jill? A long time ago, I read, I think, Angels and Demons. Yeah. I didn't read The Da Vinci Code. I read one of the other That's the one where Robert Langdon, like, goes to the Vatican and has to find... Follow the path of the Illuminati and stuff yes, like that. Yes. No, I say pseudo history because let's be honest, like he's kind of taking the stuff. He's taking great liberties. and mushing it together, but it's still I find them a lot of fun. And, and I think I don't know about Inferno and Origin because I haven't read those, but like at least the three books that I have read and I'm currently rereading, there is like a formula where Robert Langdon wakes up in the middle of the night with a phone call about a mystery. He's usually paired with a beautiful but intelligent woman. (laughs) They usually have to solve things. There's usually law enforcement chasing him in some capacity. And then by the end, he usually ends up with said woman for like an afternoon tryst kind of situation. But that's okay. It doesn't bother me because it feels kind of like James Bond, but for like nerds. Because he's not the... James Bond for history geeks. That's what it feels like because I was thinking about it and that's what it it occurs to me. It is because he's basically going around... He's globetrotting, you know, in a way. And instead of shooty, shooty, bang, bang, although there's a little bit of in the books or in the books, it's really more of him solving mysteries with his mind, which I really like. And he's like claustrophobic. And he's got kind of like these phobias, and he's, they mentioned he's an older gentleman, like 40-ish, which is in our age category <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so still young. Yeah, yeah still still young and hot. But I don't know. I'm just really digging them, and I, I think they're just, even if they are kind of formulaic and they are just kind of borrowing from history, I think they're just really fun, clever books. And, and rereading them reminded me of how much I enjoy them, so I'm very much excited about finishing awesome. Lost Symbol and then reading the other two. And I especially like Lost Symbol because it takes place in D.C. And D.C. is like one of the few places that Robert Langdon has been to in his books that I've been to. So. Awesome. I wonder if the audiobooks are good because I'm about to go on a long car trip Ooh, by myself. I don't know. And I need a good audiobook that's like 12 to 14 hours long for this trip. Maybe. So, I, d- I don't see. listen to a lot of audiobooks, but from what I gather is that some of them are really good mm-hmm. and some 
are less okay. than so, desirable. So, listeners, if you have listened to the audiobooks of any Don Brown book, Dan Brown books, yeah. write in and tell us if they were good. And how, how did they write to us, Eric? Oh, <laughs> you're so funny, Jill. You can email us at sameteamyall at gmail.com. That's where you can email us at. And yeah. we would love to uh, let us know. And also, Mala mentioned if there are any stuffs that you're loving. Email us in. Once again, that's sameteamyall at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear uh, what you guys are loving. And and also, I forgot to mention this, but as you're listening to this segment, um, we encourage you to reflect on things that you are loving in your life, whether it's a book, a movie, or um, or just a moment you spend with family members. Because as you uh, look at, at like, when you look at your life and and you're looking for stuff that you love, you will be able to see the stuff that you love more than the stuff that you're unhappy with. So, right. Um, and Dan Brown books is a stuff that I'm loving. Excellent. Well, my second stuff that I'm loving is uh-huh. also a book. And this book was recommended to me. A couple by, of librarians up yeah, in here, right? <laughs> by our own Miss Tess. Ooh. So it's like she's here with us even though she couldn't be with us. Yeah, I was going to say the spirit of Tess, but Tess isn't dead. No. She's no. still alive. She's with us. Yeah. And to, as far as I know, she hasn't mastered astral projection yet. So her spirit <laughs> is with her. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, but this is a book called Artemis. It's by Andy Weir. Okay. And a lot of people may have heard of him because he is the author of the bestseller The Martian, which was oh, then made into a movie. Yes. So I didn't know that his that his next book was out. And Miss Tess uh, told me that she had read it. And she thought that I would really like it because it reminded her of one of my favorite books that I've told her all about many times, and she's very patient with me. Okay. One of my all-time favorite books is The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heinlein. See how I snuck in an extra stuff that I love there? I'm sneaky. So she told me that she had just read this book called Artemis by Andy Weir, and it had a very Moon is a Harsh Mistress vibe. Okay. And that I should read it. And boy, was she right. I loved it. Uh, If you uh, are in Maryland, listeners, and you have a library card, it's available on Overdrive as an e-book. And that's how I read it, which means that I only had it on my Kindle for three weeks. And then it automatically returned itself to the library. probably the most library-ish episode we've ever had. But what I'm getting at is that I'm going to buy this book because I had it from the library and I want to, like, be able to reread it lots. Um, it was great. It's a. It takes place on uh, in Artemis, which is the first city on the moon. Okay. So it's a moon base. Sounds good um, to me. And there's uh, the yeah, main so character gets involved like in a crime caper, and she's really really smart, and that's good because as soon as she agrees to help with this caper uh, that involves like stealing oxygen and other things. Um, things start to go sideways. And much like in The Martian, she has to use like scientific and engineering know-how and her wits to quickly problem-solve because when things start to go sideways in what should be this relatively yeah. small crime caper just involving a few people, suddenly like the very lives and future of everyone in Artemis and on the moon is at stake. But she she's not like by herself, like... The character in no, the Martian is okay, no, so she's, she's still trying to solve stuff. She's but trying she's to not, solve okay, stuff, okay. but you know, when you if you leave the city of Artemis, yeah, then you're like out moonwalking, and you've only got what's in your spacesuit. Always walking backwards. Yeah. Yep. So moonwalking. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's like it's got a lot of the same things that I love in the Martian, with the science and the problem solving and the high stakes okay. and the 
and that there's also like family drama there's a fascinating crime caper and the people this you think are the bad cool. guys are not necessarily the bad guys and there's oh. a twist it's got Artemis and what's the author's Artemis, name? Andy Weir. Andy Weir, same person who wrote The, the Martian. Martian. Yeah. And what was that? Actually, I know it's a secret stuff you're loving. What was the? Uh, the Moon is a Harsh Mistress. The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heinlein. It's an okay. old, kind of classic sci-fi, and yeah. he's much better known for uh, Starship Troopers and Stranger in a Strange Land. Oh, yeah. Rico's Roughnecks. Yeah, but The Moon is a Harsh Mistress is actually my favorite of his. So very cool. Those were two stuffs that I'm loving. Artemis by Andy Weir <laughs> is a stuff that I'm loving, and The Moon is a Harsh Mistress is my sneaky stuff that I'm. So that was loving. like two point five yeah. stuffs that you're loving. This is I love. I I wonder. I was gonna say I wonder if we could just do like full on like we could probably just do full books one episode. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Although a lot of times I don't have time to read, so that's probably part of the reason I like reading these Dan Brown books so much. Uh, my second stuff that I'm loving is um, Yesterday Night. So so my wife, for new listeners, my wife, Amanda, works at the, our local hospital. And, and she's amazing. And she's amazing. She's actually, right now, as a recording in this library, she's in the mall with my daughter, Freya, and she's going to... She's going to be coming back with uh, delicious pretzels from Auntie Anne's. Auntie, Auntie, Auntie Annie's, I think? Auntie Annie's or Auntie Annie's? I don't know. There's pretzels. Listen, it's the important part. Uh, and if any Auntie Annie employees are listening, email us in at sameteamyaw at gmail.com. Tell us how you pronounce it. I've always said Auntie Annie's. I don't know. Anyway, um, at the hospital, they do this special thing that I don't think is just for library staff, but it's for anyone in the community where they do like a movies under the stars type situation. Mm-hmm. They have this giant inflatable screen that they pay for and they pay for, um, popcorn to be there and drinks and snacks and balloons and, uh, a big Kona ice truck, which oh, I love is, the Kona ice truck. Yeah, they, they go all over the place, but anyway, it's just like a thing so that it's a free thing for the community and anyone can go there. Can Kona ice come to Lexicon? Uh, Kona Ice, if you're listening, uh, email us in. I don't know. I should ask them because that would be perfect. They're right? delicious. I'll ask them because we wanted a food truck there in Nicoletti's um, Streetseria. Unfortunately, Nicoletti's Streetseria street truck is not available for us. And I've heard that their pizza is very good. It is very good. Well, I've, I've had their pizza, but not their street pizza. So I heard their street pizza is just like the regular pizza, but it's. <laughs> From the streets. Yeah, from so, a truck. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, last night we, uh, the movie that was under the stars was the movie Coco, which is, I think, the most recent Pixar movie. I think so, yes. Have you seen this movie? Yes, I saw it in the theater. Oh. I took my nieces and nephew to it. What do you think of it? Um, we cried. I know. It was like a heart-wrenching, sad, but like a, a hopeful, sad movie. It's if you're not familiar, Coco is basically about um, a part of it is following your dreams. There's a young boy named Miguel who wants to be a musician, and his family does not like music for for various reasons. Um, and so it's kind of like Footloose in yeah. that weird way. But then there's also this greater theme of family and the importance of remembering people even if they're not alive, and and the and how that that tie is really important even if. Um, even if you've never met some of these people before, their familiar ties to you are, are really important. And, and, and the story involves young Miguel crossing over to like the afterlife 
um, on Day of the Dead where normally your ancestors can visit you. That's the one day they can visit you. And there's this story involving him trying to follow his dream of being a musician and also him reconnecting with his family. And it is very good. It you is know? very, very it's good. A, Wonderful music. It's oh, yeah. phenomenal music. Um, it's a great story. But it is not actually the stuff that I'm loving. The stuff that I'm loving is that... So the movie started at 8.30, and my daughter, Freya, for new listeners, is a... I, I keep wanting to call her baby, but I don't think she's, she's a... She's a big girl. She's a big girl. How many months is she now? She is 16 months old. She yeah. she can say certain words, and she can sign a lot of words. Um, we've, uh, she can. She's learning to walk. She can feed herself within reason, <laughs> and she's a big girl. But anyway... Her bedtime is normally 6.30, because that's when she that's when she starts going to sleep, and then she's asleep usually by 7.30. 6.30 is when we start our routine, because routines right. are very important. Yes. For children and adults. Yes, yes. And, um, but anyway, the movie didn't start till 8.30, so I was a little nervous, because it was going to be, it was me, Amanda, and Freya, and I was a little nervous, because it's going to be real late, right? Is she going to be real cranky? Will she enjoy the movie? I don't know, you know? And she was perfectly fine. She was sitting in her chair. She was pretending to feed herself with a spoon. She's been very into feeding herself with a pretend feeding herself. And she enjoyed herself. But the thing, the stuff that I'm loving was watching this movie, Coco, about the importance of family. And without giving things away, Coco isn't the main character, per se. The young ma- main character is this young boy named Miguel. But Coco is Miguel's grandmother or great-grandmother. And Coco, the great-grandmother, is also the daughter of someone who has passed, who is even older than Coco. And it is all about connecting with your family, and it's about, like, when Coco's father finally gets to meet her, she is an old woman, but he'll always, always, always be... Hashtag grown man crying. Even though she's an old grandmother, she will always be his daughter and it was just such a good experience and i'm watching that with freya and freya's swinging a glow stick in the air and uh having that amazing experience with my daughter and my wife while watching this great movie was the stuff that i'm loving it was amazing so uh and jill word on the street is that you have a third stuff that you're loving i do which is fine that's fine i've been dreaming of being on this cast so long eric they've been building up (laughs) like a like a, a, a a dam yeah, yeah. that's bursting so, at the seams. Uh, so my third stuff that I'm loving, and I'm about two years behind the trend on this. Okay, that's okay. Okay, what I don't is always it? have to be a trend center. It's my instant pot. No, okay, no, no. First, start at the very beginning because I checked out a book that was a recipe book about how to cook with an instant pot. Right. And I don't have an instant pot. I didn't realize that an instant pot wasn't a crock pot. No, it's, I'm it's, sorry. It can be a crock pot. My God, it could it be can anything. Be. Okay, so okay. the instant pot. Is a kitchen appliance. And let me just back up by saying uh, I recently got married. Okay. So uh, also, congratulations. Uh, also, my new husband and being married to him is the stuff that I'm loving. Yeah. But that's like not. Which I, I wanted you think to, he's yeah. going to be listening to this when you tell him? Possibly. Hey, Jill's Brett. What's up, dude? Yeah, I love you, baby. Hey, uh, Jill's but, Brett. I love you, baby. And isn't it interesting that as a guest test, I yeah. am also married to a Brett? You were probably, now that I think of it, Steve-O, if you're listening, you were a phenomenal guest test. Uh, for new time listeners, he was a guest test on a previous episode, and he's uh, a host of a podcast called Rather Be Playing. It's a podcast about three dudes who would rather be playing video games and doing other things, um, and he was amazing. But you're probably the most qualified guest test now that you've Yes, I'm also a petite children's librarian who plays the ukulele, though not as well as Tess. 
And I have tales from the library and all kinds of things. And you're married to a Brett. And I'm married to a Brett. My God. This yeah. is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so. Instant pot. One of our many lovely and generously given wedding gifts was an Instant Pot, which is a countertop appliance. It kind of looks like, uh, like a slow cooker. It's got a lid that goes on it. But it can do lots of things. It's a pressure cooker. Okay. A slow cooker. Uh-huh. A rice cooker. A yogurt maker. And a bunch of other stuff that I haven't figured out I don't yet. think I realized... Well, I guess the yogurt maker I knew was a different thing. I don't think I realized the other things were all different things. Rice cookers, pressure cookers, and um, uh, crock pots. I always yeah. thought they were all just the same thing. So I, I used to have like, a pressure cooker that just went on the stove. Okay. Um, and you use it like a regular pot, but it's how a pressure cooker works is that the lid actually seals tight. And there's a valve on the lid that keeps the... It makes the pressure, like the air pressure, if you will, inside the pot build up okay. as it gets hotter. And at higher pressure, it can actually reach higher temperatures than like a pot just open on the stove. Oh, okay. So um, you can cook something that like if you put it in a slow cooker, like a pot roast, it would take hours and hours. Yeah. You cook it in a pressure cooker and it cooks real fast and comes out super tender and flavorful. Oh. It's like magic. How fast does it cook? It's an instant pot. Yeah, but it's not like instant. It's not like you can't just say Earl Grey hot. <laughs> Thank you. I was right going to ask. It's not like Earl can No. You, wait, can you stew Earl Grey in it? You could, but it would probably be overkill. Yeah, okay. I just use my electric tea kettle for that, but... Oh, uh, listeners, there's there's a superhero here. Yeah, this is, this is if you're not familiar, this is Spidey 2099. Oh, this is Spider-Man Spidey from the future who's walking by. So, uh, very nice. He's got a lollipop in hand. Looks good, Spider-Man. All right. Take it easy, Spidey. <laughs> Watch out. Doc Ock is around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, listeners. I don't know, actually, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we got this Instant Pot. Yes. And I love to cook, and I, you know, have been cooking since I was, like, 10 and but it's been really fun because it's kind of like learning to cook a new way over again so i'm getting to learn this new skill and, and you really like recipes. cooking you were just telling me on our yeah. way up to the, yeah, to the like, library that you like cooking. like i cook ev- almost every day because like we need to eat to live but i also would choose to cook just as a hobby yeah. even if we didn't need to eat to survive um, so I've been really <laughs> loving learning to cook with the Instant Pot. I checked out some books what, from the library. What kind of stuff have you cooked? I'm really um, interested in this. So I've made, I like Indian food, but it often is like very complicated and takes a long time to cook. Okay. And I, I, I understand that a lot of Indian home cooks use pressure cookers, actually. Oh, and so I didn't know I this. And so I made um, um, uh, lamb vindaloo, which is this pretty elaborate recipe. Um but made it in the pressure cooker and it came out really good. Um, I've made beef bolognese, uh, which is another like thing that normally like you cook it all day, 30 minutes, done, delicious. Brett loved it. He's very into pasta. Um, and I made, uh, I don't know if you ever tried to bake a cheesecake. No. It's no, hard Jill, to get him to come no, out. No, I have not tried to bake a cheesecake. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get him to come out nice and creamy and good and not like cracked and over dried okay. and stuff. When you cook them at home, that's why a lot of people buy their cheesecakes. Yeah, I've um, done that it's, it's before. Hard, it's hard to cook them in a, like a home oven and have them come out Wait, right. this is so dumb. Cheesecake is baked? I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't know that. Or... I thought it was just like cream and you mixed it together and it turned ah, into a cake. No, there's cooking. So I cooked a cheesecake in the Instant Pot, put water in the bottom, put a little rack, put the pan full of cheesecake in there, 
sealed it, cranked up the pressure, and it cooked in this hot, moist environment so it didn't get over dry. Oh, my goodness. The texture was silky and beautiful. It was a chocolate cheesecake with an Oreo crust, and I gave it to Brett. Well, I didn't give it all to Brett. I shared it with him. With some strawberries. <laughs> you don't love him that much. <laughs> and, and he really loved it, and I really loved it, and we might have made some poor life choices in that we ate, like, the whole cheesecake. No, that's okay. But, um... It was worth it. Jill, you're aware of this. Santino is the zone of no judging. No judging for eating a full cheesecake. Uh, well, not so much about judgment as about tummy aches. <laughs> Later, your stomach judged you. Yes, and my your, stomach, your stomach judged me and found my judgment wanting. <laughs> okay. Very good. Is but the Instant Pot and learning to cook in a whole new way is a stuff that I'm loving. Oh, very nice. Well, Jill, do you mind, since you added a third one, can I add a quick third yes, stuff? Yes, yes. Okay. What's something else that That's you're okay. loving, Mr. Eric? And this is just because we were talking about culinary things. Just recently, a very good friend of mine gave me my first food processor. That was you, Jill. It was! It, it was! Because I got a brand new food processor yeah. with more attachments mm-hmm. as a wedding gift. I finally got to use it for the first time. Yes. So I don't have... So I know, you guys are probably listening. I'm like, this guy doesn't know that cheesecake is baked or what anything is. I want a game to I'm not sure. I don't know where you turn those in at. I think... Oh, it is a meeting room down there, right past the desk. You'll see a bunch of prizes in there. Okay, uh, listeners, we were just asked by a C4 goer where he could cash his prize vouchers. Yeah, and I think they have like a prize vault down there where you can cash your prizes. So someone should be in there. But anyway, you gave me a food processor and I had never had one before and I finally used it. Yeah. I made, I processed a bunch of chickpeas Uh and cilantro and garlic and made patties Uh to be fried to make like these chickpea like mini patty type things. Yeah. And they turn out very well. Awesome. So normally when I read, and I don't do a lot of cooking, but normally when I read a recipe and it says put it in a food processor, I just chop it up real tiny mm-hmm. because I don't. I used to not have one. And I now realize that that is two things, harder than using yeah. a food processor, and two, not as good as using a... You put it in there. they really fine, You right? put it in, in three seconds. And it was amazing. Yeah. You know? so, good tools make a difference, man. I, I'm loving my Instant Pot and my new food processor. I, I yeah, can't believe just, it. Just wait. The next time you need to grate a lot of something. Okay. Like if you want to make potato pancakes or like grate a, a crap ton of... Can I say... Ooh, a crud ton of cheese. Oh, Sorry. It's a family-friendly podcast. It is. Uh, a crud ton of cheese. A cr- so much cheese. It was a crud. You could fill yes. an entire crud worth of it. Okay. Sorry Sorry for the that, slip, guys. It's okay. okay. We, we've, I'll be honest with you, Jill. <laughs> we're trying to be family-friendly and sometimes some of the things I say or do so, Somebody didn't tell Sean it's a zone of no judging. He's pointing at me in a judgmental way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, next time you need to grate like like three pounds of cheese yeah. for like massive pizza party or something, you're gonna love this food processor. It just goes like, great! I'm so it's fabulous. I'm so, and you know what? I, this is I think the third time I've said I'm so dumb. So guys, for on this past, don't ever call yourself dumb. I should say I was so unaware of how food processors work that when I put my cilantro in it. I actually almost chopped it up first before putting it in. <laughs> and then I realized you don't need to. Like, I almost chopped my garlic chop up. And I, no. You just put it in there. Yeah. And oh, it, a fun thing to do with garlic. Yeah. Get the food processor started. And then you have those, like, the little open, the little tube in the Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop the garlic through the tube into the running food processor. It's so fun to watch. It's amazing. You know, I, I really liked it. And I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get out of my cooking bubble. I don't cook a lot. 
And most of it's usually like chicken with something on top of it. And I've been trying to get away from getting out of my own dietary bubble for various reasons. And the food processor definitely helped me out. So Jill's food processor that she gave me that is now mine is the stuff that I'm loving. Yay! Cool. Jill, do you have any tales from the library? library? You'll follow. Okay. You ready? Tales from the library, tales from the library, read some books, read some books. We also have books about beautiful purple things. And online resources. <laughs> Thank you. podcast is called Same Team Y'all, and we just talk about stuff that we love and things that make us happy. So I'm going to ask you about stuff that makes you happy. So first, what are your names? What's your name? Addison. Addison and... My name is Alyssa. Hi, Addison and Alyssa. So what is something you love? A comic or a book? My favorite books, I've been checking them out every single time I go to the, go to the library. It's comic books. Comic books? Like what, like what ones? What's, what's one you've read recently? So the one that I've read a lot was... Um, well, there's a lot, like these ones where people fight monsters. Uh-huh. Very cool. There was one where princesses. Very cool. How about you? So, one of my favorite ones that I checked out like four times yeah. was a comic book called Ghostopolis. Ghostopolis. I read that one. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, really very cool. Did you guys know there was a Comic-Con today at the library? Or was it a surprise? Surprise. It was surprise. A, it was a surprise. Awesome. Are you going to hang around and see some of the cool stuff? They've got trivia going on right now. And there's like a kids area. You can make uh, painted rocks. And there's going to be a costume contest later. Well, thanks for being on our podcast. You're welcome. Are we about to get one of those pins? Yeah, take a pin. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Steve Brown. Hey, Steve. Did you know we were having a Comic-Con here today? I did not. I walked in the door. I was hoping to get some schoolwork done, among other things. And lo and behold, I see kids and people and comics and stuff. Awesome. <laughs> well, do you use this library very much? I do. Yeah, uh, I do. frequent the library quite a bit uh, in the evening time after work. I come in, get some schoolwork done, um, some creative writing projects. Perfect segue for what I'm actually about to launch. It's um, launching a creative writing service in the next couple of months. And what's the name of that? It's called Independent Creative Writing Services. Okay, and where can people find you online? I can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at INDCWS. That's Indian, November, Delta. Charlie Whiskey Sierra. Awesome, very cool. So uh, here on Same Team Y'all, we like to talk about stuff that we love and that makes us happy. What's something about the library that makes you happy? Something about the library that makes me happy, I would say uh, it's ubiquitous as far as having everything that you need in one-stop shop. Like any kind of book that you're looking for, Assuming that it's not checked out, they have uh, rooms that you can work on any projects that you're working on, such as schoolwork or something work-related. Um, it's a good social place. Not that a library really should be used for that, but, you know, these days... Modern library is yeah. totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People like to come to the library and meet their friends and uh, meetups. People like to do meetups here, so that's a very popular yeah. thing. And Comic-Cons. Yeah, Comic-Con, right. absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us on the cast today. Thank you very Great much. I appreciate you. you having me.
What's your name? Aiden. Hi, Aiden. Did you know there was a Comic-Con at the library today? Was this, this was a surprise? Yep. Yeah, awesome. Do you come to this library a lot? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll see it. Yep. What is your favorite thing about the library? My favorite thing is, my favorite thing is, I haven't decided about that, but my favorite thing my favorite thing is they have lots of books. They do have lots of books, yeah. Is there is there an, a special book that you really like? Or one that um, you've read lately? I, the only book that I've read lately that, that I remember that I read from here was um, A Life as a Stunt Boy. A Life as a Stunt Boy. I haven't read that one yet. I bet it's really good. Well, thank you for being on my podcast, buddy. So what is your name? My name is Ariana. Hi, Ariana. And who, who are you cosplaying as today? I am cosplaying as the famous Wednesday Adams okay, from now, the Adams. Now, family. listeners, you can't see her, but she looks amazing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. She looks very, very much like Wednesday. So, uh, do you come to this co- this library often? I do. I, um, I haven't been in a while because mm-hmm. I live in Akakee, so it's about 15 minutes yeah, away. So, close. when I get a chance, though, when I am in Waldorf, I do come over here. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that you really like or love about this library or libraries in general? I really honestly the smell of old books. Uh, I feel you. I am a librarian. I love the smell. The smell of old books books and just it feels like knowledge when you walk in. If you you had a chance to tell all 100 plus listeners of this podcast about one thing in life that you really love what would that be? One thing in life that I really love Wow, that's really hard. I know it's hard. Just I put you one on the spot. thing, or, or multiple things. Okay, I can do multiple things. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's the first thing? Okay, my love for anything that has to do with crafting. Oh, I'm a yes. big crafter. Many people share yes. that love. So, and I guess that falls under everything else. So mm-hmm. crafting and children. Oh, wonderful. Those are my two favorite things in the you, world. You might want to look into your career as a children's librarian. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of crafts with children. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those well, are my two biggest Well, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for being on our podcast. What's your name? My name is Lydia Pearl, but you can call me LP for short. Hey, LP. Thanks for being with us. So we are here today at C4 Charles County Comic Con. Did you know there was a Comic Con here today? I did. I've been cyber stalking it for a whole year. Awesome. A lot of people are finding it a delightful surprise, and some people like yourself have been waiting and waiting. Yes, for a whole year. What's your favorite thing about C4 so far today? Actually, this is my first one. Yeah. Uh, So I missed the one last year, Uh and so I was just dead set on coming this year. Uh So thus far, the most favorite thing I would have to say is actually getting to talk with the comic book designers and talking with them about their artwork, their point of view, what were their inspirations. For example, the Edgar Allan Poe Chronicles, which was something that I had never seen someone taking all the work of Edgar Allan Poe and turn it into a graphic novel. That was exciting. Very cool, very cool. Uh, so do you come to this library often? I do. I do? What, what is something that you like or love about Waldorf West Library? Uh, their study room. Their study <laughs> room. grad school. So. <laughs> I, I feel, yeah, I just finished graduate school myself. The oh, study yeah. room is worth its weight in gold. Yes, that is prime. And if you can reserve it before everybody, it's even better. Awesome, awesome. Some quiet concentration time. Yes. All right. If you had a chance to tell, oh, mm, 100 or so, of our internet listeners about something that you really love that you think other people might also enjoy what would you want to share 
Uh, let's see. Um, to quote Alexander Rogers, tell a friend, tell a kin, tell that heifer you hate. Mm-hmm. What I love about comics, I would have to say that it's actually really diverse. It's more diverse than what people would know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally am on the hunt for um, the comic with Nubia, Wonder Woman's sister. Uh-huh. I've been hunting for that comic for the past 10 years. Oh. Yes. Most it's like people a quest. It is a quest. It is like I am on a quest. I just need potatoes. You know, mash and bowl, I'm sick of the stew. But um, I have been on that quest. And when I tell people, like, no, Wonder Woman had a sister. You know, she had a twin sister. You're like, what? No, I'm like, you need to know your comic history. Now, Mr. Yeah. Eric, who is normally sitting in the uh-huh. seat, but he's guest judging the cosplay contest. Nice. He would know that because he loves Wonder Woman and knows all about, like, her world and her universe. Yes. He would be so excited to meet you. Mr. Eric, you're missing it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. That is awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Same Team, y'all. What's your name? My name is Robert Kingwood. Robert Kingwood, what brings you to Waldorf West Library on this beautiful day? Today, I'm actually working the event here today. Yeah? Uh, yes. So, uh, what have you been doing so far today? Uh, I've been handling the mud button maker machine. I've also been handling our VIP prize lounge. Ooh. And I'm also going to be working on our uh, Super Fight live stream later on today. Oh, that sounds really awesome. I'll have to catch that later. Uh, what has been your favorite thing so far at C4 today? Uh, so far, it actually has been the button maker. Yeah, that seems really popular. This is the shortest the line has been. Listeners, you can't see this because you can only hear it, but the button making table has been on fire all day. Yeah, the staff told me uh, when I got here today, because I actually don't work at this branch. I work in the mobile library. Uh-huh. Um, they actually said that they've been layering the designs for the buttons. So, for example, you have like a background, you have a foreground picture, and I've been seeing some really creative buttons today. So very that's nice, very nice, awesome. Uh, so, one of the things that we talk about on our podcast is stuff that we love. And today, since we're in a library, we're asking people, what's something that you love, or at least really like, about libraries or this library? Well, I like um, that the libraries are starting to become more of a social social gathering ground now. Um, It's not generally about being so much quiet, but learning in a group setting. Awesome. Yeah. I like that about libraries, too. Well, very cool. Thank you for being with us on Same Team, y'all. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for being on our podcast. What's your name? Hi, my name is Thomas Smoot. I'm also known as um, Mitsu Okami on YouTube.com. Awesome. And, and so what brings you to C4 today? Well, I, it's, actually, this is my first convention, to be perfectly awesome. honest. Awesome. It's a good one to start with. Yeah, because to be honest, I've never been to other conventions before. So, um, yeah. So what are you up to? You're walking around here with your with your phone out. What have you been working on today? Um, right now, I'm recording for um, Comic-Con for right now. Um, I have a um, YouTube channel, so I'm going to record um, some of the stuff that I've been doing. I kind of started real late. That's okay. So, but, um, so, so people here at C4 might be famous on YouTube thanks to you? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So here on Same Team, y'all, we like to talk about stuff that we love and spread happiness. What is something that makes you happy? Something you love? I have to admit is I, I actually like playing video games a lot. And awesome. that's basically what my, well, I try to keep my channel based, based upon. That's very cool. So what's one of your favorite video games right now? Um, I have to say um, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse 2. I'm not okay. sure anyone has ever heard of that before. But, Very um, cool. I bet Mr. Eric, who is my co-host today, he's in there at the costume contest. I bet he's heard of it. He's really into video games. Oh, okay. 
But awesome. Well, thanks for being on my podcast today. Not a problem. I'm glad I can help. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. What's your name? Hi, my name is James Massia. James, thank you for joining me. Uh, so we're here at uh, the Waldorf West Library. What brings you here today? I'm actually here selling uh, my books and oh, my yeah? art. Yes. That's awesome. So uh, what kind of uh, books and art do you do? Um, I have, uh, you know, some graphic novels and some uh, superhero fiction. Awesome. So uh, if uh, if the uh, citizens of the internet wanted to find your stuff, where would they look? You could find me on Amazon. You could find me on um, Island. Of Dren.com. Very cool. You can very find, cool. Just do a search for my name, James Massia, M A S C I A. All right, awesome. So, hear that, listeners? Check him out. He's a fellow Comic Con guy. All right, so uh, we like to talk on Same Team Y'all about stuff that we love. What's some stuff that you love? Something you think is wonderful in the world? What is wonderful in the world? Mm-hmm. Well, I, my favorite thing I would have to say would be, you know, Star Wars. Star Wars. I feel you, man. Star Wars is amazing. Yes, I just All love right. Star Wars. You have a favorite Star Wars character? It's Yoda. Yoda. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Small but mighty. All right, thank you for joining me on the same team, right. y'all. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on Same Team, y'all. What's your name, sir? My name is Mike Richardson. Oh, you have a wonderful radio voice, Mr. Richardson. I have a face for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, he's fibbing. He's a very handsome man. I tell myself that all the time. (laughs) What brings you here to the Waldorf West Library today? Well, actually, I'm here because I own a photo booth company. Oh, you're the photo booth guy. I am the photo booth guy. I've been watching people have an awesome time with your photo booth all day. So if people wanted to find out about how to have an awesome photo booth green screen experience, where would they find you? Well, they can uh, just check with us right here at the library, or they can visit our website. May I plug myself? Yes, plug yourself. Oh, that would be www.somdentertainment.com. That's Southern Maryland Entertainment.com. Awesome. Thanks. Now, in addition to being a really awesome green screen and photo booth guy, uh, what is something in this world that you really enjoy that brings you happiness? Well, I'm also an educator. Awesome. So the thing that really uh, flips my light switches on is when I'm actually, when I'm teaching and I see a student grasp the idea. Oh, isn't it the best? You can, like, you can literally see the lights come on and just when they, that moment when they actually get it. It's just an amazing experience. That's my favorite too. Myself and my co-host today, Mr. Eric, are both children's librarians. So we get to do a bit of educating ourselves and we both love that, that moment when the kids just get it. Isn't it fabulous? It is. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Same Team, y'all. Well, it's thank fun. you so much. All right. And if you want to hear yourself be famous on the internet, you can dig. Oh, you got one already. I'm all, all over. Right. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast. What's your name, sir? My name is Bill Stay. And what brings you here to the beautiful Waldorf West Library today? Mostly debt, because I work here. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> we're hosting the uh, Comic-Con, our fourth annual Charles County Comic-Con, and we call it C4, and um, so we're just wrapping it up today. Awesome, and I've been seeing a lot of happy people in amazing costumes, so it looks like another successful event. It's, it's been big. It's been really big this year. Awesome, so. awesome, and delicious hot dogs, and yes. artistic artistic rock painting and badge making. Absolutely, so, uh, yeah. You're going to be really proud, Mr. Bill. Uh, so tell me, Bill, here on Same Team, y'all, we like to talk about stuff that we love, things that help us put happiness out into the world. What's some stuff that you love? 
Um, well, I love um, filmmaking. That's one of my passions. And awesome. So when I'm not um, messing around with comic books and stuff, I like to uh, write scripts and film them. And uh, actually, we're doing a film festival this summer. Um, it's going to be at uh, in Leonardtown. It's going to be the um, Southern Maryland Film Festival. This will be so we've been doing it since 2015, and um, it's going to be July 13th to 14th, so Friday and Saturday. And um, people are welcome to come out and watch all the movies. They're all made locally. They're all awesome. uh, movies that are made from people from St. Mary's, Charles, or Calvert County. Awesome. And, wh and what, what's the location for this amazing event? Uh, the Leonardtown Walking District. So if you know where, like, you know, Big Larry's is yep. and that kind of area, that um, they, it's almost like a little mini Sundance. They can go into different businesses, watch the movies, and go to a different business, watch different movies. And so Very it's kind of cool. Fun. Yeah. So I will look forward to that. Well, thank you for joining us on Same Team, y'all. And thank you for putting on an awesome Comic Con and letting us be with you today. Well, thank you. We're glad you could do it. Fist bump. Thanks. <laughs> Oh boy, what a bunch of great tales that Those was. Those were awesome yeah. tales from oh, the library. You know, uh, my favorite one was, was that... That one with the kid. With the kid. Who liked the thing. Uh, you know, the thing that he liked, I really liked too. Yes, me too. J you had stepped away from the booth when that one kid said that he liked Batman and Pokemon. Did he? And I said to him, I wish Mr. Eric was here because uh, he loves those things too. I, there is, so there is um, a couple artists here, and I don't know their names because I haven't caught their names yet, but one of them does like fandom mashups with his art. And if you see here, there's Disney princesses. He does Disney princesses with Pokemon. So it's like Ariel and she's got like a and bunch like, of water Pokemon. Animal sidekicks are yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, it's instead. amazing. It's very cool. Hey, I like your eyes. Very cool. Is that those just lenses that you put in? Oh, very cool. Awesome. Listeners, you can't see this, but there is a young lady hopefully going to enter the costume contest because she looks awesome with like scary zombie eyes. And, and uh, yeah, she's very cool looking. Excellent. And, uh, so uh, what's next in the cast, Mr. Eric? Oh, well, next thing, uh, Jill, since you are our guest, do you have a life lesson that you'd like to bestow upon us? Um, I do. I do, Mr. Okay, Eric. Okay, we got to sing the life lesson song? We, yeah. Okay. It, it, actually, it could be any song we want. Okay. Are you ready? Here, wait. Someone walked through a security gate, so you probably heard that beeping. You ready? I learned a life lesson this week. I did, did you? I did. Let's talk about it. Okay. Excellent ukulele skills, Mr. Yeah, Eric. Yes. Miss Tess would be proud if she Those were here. Those one and a half chords okay. really come in handy. Uh, so, so my life lesson isn't like a discrete story. It's not like this thing happened on this day and I learned a lesson. That's okay. It's been a lesson that I've learned many times, but I've had to relearn it recently. Um, as Mr. Eric knows, but the listeners do not, I have kind of a position in our library where I'm in charge of a lot of stuff. You like are. I'm, I'm like the person that's responsible for making this thing happen on time or that thing happen on time. Like right now, we're about to launch our summer reading programs yeah, for a 2018. Big, a big deal. And there's know? like a lot that's got to get done, and like I'm the person who's got to do that. And so. I often feel like when I'm responsible for something that, like, I have to do it. It's all on me. I've got to do it. I know and exactly the lesson, what you mean. the life lesson that I have been relearning this spring, because it's just been real intense in my personal life and at work for various reasons. Like, I got married. I don't know if any of you out there are married, but, like, a lot goes into getting married. It's a big deal. Uh, but anyway, so I've relearned the life lesson that, A, you got to ask for help when you need it because people will help you, but they won't help you if they don't know you need help. Yes. And other people are good at stuff too. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you ask for help when you need it, other people who are also good at stuff will help you with stuff and stuff will get done. That's and an amazing lesson. The, the other half of that life lesson is that you have to accept help when it's offered. Mm-hmm. So like there's this guy at my work, Mr. Eric, who also <laughs> works in the children's department. I think I know this guy. Yeah, he's really nice and helpful. And he has a podcast. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, and he'll often say to me, Miss Joe, I know you're real busy, so let me know if there's anything I can help you with. And duh, guys, he means it. <laughs> and he's good at stuff. I try. And I can accept his help when he offers and stuff gets done. So the overarching life lesson is that other people are good at stuff too. And they'll help you, and you don't have to do things alone. That's my life lesson. I think that's a phenomenal lesson, because I think that's one, like you mentioned, it's not like a one day happened and you learned that lesson. I think that's one that we constantly relearn, you know? And I know even so... So summer reading's about to happen. That's a big deal. You're kind of like the person for summer reading, right? Because you're the youth services coordinator for our whole county. That's a lot of stuff to be in charge of. And I am, we've talked about this before, the coordinator for our lexicon. And I think many way in the past, we've talked about this before, I put too much on myself without asking for help from other people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. You think it would be easy to just ask for help because you're asking for someone to do, help you out. But it's not easy sometimes. Yeah, you have to know what you need. Yeah. You have to be able to articulate it. And you have to, like, have trust. You yeah. have to, like, let go of something to let someone else Tr- help you. Trust that it. that person can help you out. And right. and do 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 a great job for what you're asking them yeah. for, right? And it doesn't have to be the same job you would do. It just has to be a good job. I, and if you have trust that someone else is good at stuff and can help you, That'll work. I think another reason that we should encourage our listeners to take this life lesson to heart and is not only because, so if you ask for help, you will probably get help from friends that you trust mm-hmm. and that will help you out as an individual. But I think if you don't do that, it could lead to other problems. And, and this isn't like airing anyone's dirty laundry out or anything, but like Amanda's dad, for example, my father-in-law, uh, he has some... Um, tensions in his family between himself and some other family members and the reason for that is is when his mother so Amanda's grandmother started getting older her parents he took on the most of the responsibility of taking care of them right mm-hmm. and I think over the years he kind of built resentment saying why am I the one doing all this mm-hmm. but from what I understand he never asked anyone can you help me with this too yeah you know? sometimes if you take charge of something yes and don't ask for help or accept help yeah you're not giving other people the opportunity exactly like they would like to help maybe they would like to be involved yeah they, you when you accept help you give the gift of allowing someone else to be helpful to you exactly and I, I think in his case everyone thought well he's got this covered right. or or he really likes helping them and, and also his his parents his Amanda's grandparents live closest to him so a lot of people may think that it's just that that is um, that is just why it worked out that way because they live closer to him but in reality in his head he was thinking I need more help but you know what he never did he never asked for more help you right. know and, and you, know, you didn't call a family meeting and say, hey, guys, yeah. these are all the things that mom and dad need. These are some things that you don't have to live closest to them to do. Can yeah. you help me out here? You're absolutely right. And for um, for at the library, when I ask, so guys, I'm kind of like an assistant branch manager in charge of all my children's stuff. When I ask someone, can you, can you do this for me or can you help me out with children's stuff? 
I'm often thinking that I'm asking them to help me and this is a burden on them. A lot of times, the thing I'm asking someone to do, they're like, yes, I would love to do that for you. A, because I think you work really hard. I would like to help you out as a fellow human being. And B, because what you're asking me to do, um, it gives me that extra responsibility and may authentically be a fun thing to do, like um, right. making something for LexiCon or being in charge of a photo booth or yeah. something. So, um, yeah. When, I, when you let go of something and yeah. let someone else help you, you're giving them the opportunity. And everyone, anyone listening to this, you have your own unique situations. Not everyone is a manager. Not everyone works at the library. Not everyone is a parent taking care of like an older relative. But I guarantee you, you can apply this life lesson to any situation. Yes, um, and, absolutely. Uh, Jill, these are for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very nice life, life lesson. lesson. Yeah. My dream of being on the cast is oh, coming true. Jill, do you hear that? What? what, what it's music you? on the air. Ooh. Are you ready for a positivity party? I am. I'm feeling very positive, Mr. Okay. Eric. Very nice. Guys, welcome to the positivity party. It is the way we like to end every single one of our podcasts because it gives us a chance to say what we are thankful for and to spend the time saying something that we love about ourselves. Miss Jill, what is something that you're thankful for? I am really thankful for my awesome, supportive family and friends. And this intense season I've gone through getting married really made it apparent just how supportive mm. my family is. I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you. Oh, very nice. I, you know, it's always good to say thank you for your friends. Uh, you know what's so funny? Mine was actually, I wrote this down right here, thankful for all my amazing friends. So, we do have double amazing friends. friends. Well, I was just thinking because Tess couldn't make it today. And here's the deal. like everyone's working, everyone's busy. You, Jill, could do anything with your time. You know what I mean? You have a full day off today. And instead, you said you would will, you're willing to help me out by being on the cast. We drove, guys, we drove, what, 40 minutes away from our house? About. It's not a far drive, but I mean, this will be your day, you know, helping me out at the con, promoting the promoting the, the podcast. And it is just amazing that you're like, yes, I am very willing to help you out. I will help you out today. Well, it's not school. like I don't get anything out of it. I'm getting a pretzel. <laughs> you are. You, I am waiting for that I'm really sweet, excited for this pretzel. I am waiting for that sweet, sweet uh, aunt, Auntie Ann's pretzel to come in. Um, but yeah, just friends and family. And, and, and not just you for helping me out, but Tess for doing the cast with me. It takes time, and, and I, I appreciate all that. And also just, just friends around. Like you said, I, I believe if there's if you need help for something, just ask your friends, and your friends will be able to help you out. So. Yeah. Jill, what's something you love about yourself? I love about myself that I'm a good cook. Oh. I am a good yeah. cook, and I cook good stuff that's yummy to eat. What's something that you love about yourself, uh, Mr. Eric? Uh, I'm always ready to have some fun! You guys, that's true. Mr. Yeah. Eric is always ready to have Which, some fun. I know it probably sounds like a silly thing, because aren't we all ready to have fun? But sometimes I find that, no, that's not true. Sometimes you can resign yourself to today's just not going to be a good day. And even if opportunities for fun arise, you may be tempted to just not partake in them. That's true. But uh, I love about myself that I... Uh, I, uh, I'm always ready to have fun within reason. And uh, guys, I realized just because someone had walked by with a cool costume, I forgot to remind you guys to say something you're thankful for. So guys, in this moment, say something you're thankful for and something you love about yourselves. Go! <laughs> Three, two, one, go! <laughs> Oh,
You're right. That is something good about yourself. Guys, that is very good. That is very astute of you. In fact, that was an excellent thing that you are grateful for and that you love about yourself. Uh, listeners, new and old, loyal and soon to be loyal, best and guys, you're all our best friends. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. My name is Eric. And I'm not Tess, I'm Jill. <laughs> and you've been listening to Same Team, y'all. That email, if you want to tell us any stuff that you're loving, tells from the library, life lessons, anything at all, that email is sameteamyall at gmail.com. And Jill, what is that Twitter handle? It's at sameteamyall on Twitter. Yeah, feel free to tweet at us. We're always tweeting out encouraging things. If you want to stay up to date on to what our cast is up to, you can follow us on Twitter or our email is sameteamyall.com. Dot com and uh, guys thank you so much for listening and remember be the change you wish to see in this world see you in one fortnight bye oh do you remember the bye 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 bye